When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Ramon Foster Show, starring the one and only Ramon Foster, brought to you by the Kitco Cafe and Market, where they're open 24-7 serving hot, fresh food. Just in case anybody was wondering which one was Ramon. Yeah, yeah right here, right here. Yeah, I had to make sure, okay, for the visual people that's first time tuning in, we got to respect everybody, DK. We don't know when they're picking us up, okay? So I'm Ramon Foster, okay? And fine. you're DK. That's fine. And for those of you who are tuning in, welcome to to the show for the first time i played left guard for the steelers <laughs> for a decade <laughs> see that's where the lie comes in it was over a decade because <laughs> because it was 11 years don't short me my year dk don't do that that's why right. you're the poser here the other one of us <laughs> is just a lowly sports writer oh <laughs> moan three weeks from now yeah. the lowly sports writer will be back out at latrobe and be very happy to be there as the Steelers report to training camp at St. Vincent College, where they belong. I know, right? It just has such a good sound to it. And there's a perception, I think, that because the NFL goes through its dead period, meaning in terms of transactions, in terms of news, that nobody's doing anything. Mm-hmm. And then you, you got to dovetail that with the fact that when you get to Latrobe, the first day you're out there, it's boom, 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 and the the length of the field running and everything else that goes on. What are players actually doing, and when do they get started? Man, that's uh, the great question, DK. It's um, let's just say this: every year that I was playing, and I kind of tweeted tweeted this out yesterday. July 4th, man, listen, to me, is is the last day of summer. I don't care what else you got going on. Family vacations have got to be out of the way. Maybe you'll do something the second week in July. But just the, the kickoff of July 4th weekend, if you got anything that you needed to work on, okay, I got to buckle in now. Conditioning, a little bit of strength, just understanding of the game, really getting your body right for the rest of the summer. Because as you said, when you walk on that field for the first time, For training camp number one or whether it's training camp number 20, it is go time. I'm talking about no days also. Whatever you got to do to refine yourself, you get to that point. All things right now point to the start of the regular season and preseason. And I absolutely love this time because I could personally tell people, no, I don't have time for that. (laughs) <laughs> you got to go find somebody else to go do that when it comes to th- doing things around the city, around the, the around the house, honestly. But it's it's more or less 
the training, finishing that up, getting your mind right for camp two, because that's going to be the biggest thing that that that's really going to tackle you as much as a as a body in camp does is how mentally strong can I be to get through those practices? Because what is it? Two hours and 55 minutes is what you're on the field for a day. And, and I know it's two fifty five. It's really three hours. But um, just in general, it is a long gruesome just process of getting ready man so i'm sure you'll see a lot of guys getting massages getting rehab done and just conditioning is what's going to be huge for guys as they channel everything in right now i don't think you'll see many guys on social media partying or getting arrested as this last three weeks is is is, is ramping up for camp now before you get your old head coach in trouble with the nflpa <laughs> Just to clarify for everyone, the practices themselves start at 2.55 p.m. They don't last (laughs) two hours and 55 minutes or your coach would be fined into oblivion. However, he has been known to stretch them past the usual five o'clock mark. No, once or twice or a zillion times. Am I right? Okay, let me clear that up then. It feels like three hours out there, okay? With the walkthrough and the time you got to get, by the time you're done, it's, 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 it feels like three hours. But, yes, you're correct in, in, in saying that, though, DK. Now, uh, we're, we're, I, I want to ask you about being a left guard yeah. on the 5th of July. Yeah. How do you practice that? Like, do you just go in the backyard and look like a fool? You know, like, you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. line up and you pretend Marquise is snapping the ball and you're doing something. Like, what do you do? Do you do you yeah. have to find teammates? Do you have to come to the south side? What did you do? Did you come to the south side in July? No, it was more footwork uh, stuff that I was doing. It was more ladders. It was more uh, five yards forward, five yards back type of stuff. It was quick reaction things. Towards the latter part of my training sessions with my trainer, though, I would do about 20 sets. Let me work on my set, setting to a spot. If I, you know, I'm imagining things, too, that you've done or have issues with. I would get a quick set or if there was something I wanted to work on as far as jumping a guy, I would have my trainer line up in front of me real close and I'd just have him, hey, wherever you go, I'm following you. I wouldn't punch him, but I would really work on my footwork to make sure that I was where I needed to be as a as a pro as far as the footwork components of it, too. The one thing that Coach Tomlin stressed to us, though, as you mentioned, what do you do, DK? I, I'm training a kid now here in Tennessee, and the one thing in particular that the dad points out to me, he's like, man, no matter what you're doing, like your technique is always good. And I'll say this. That's one of the things I always just harped on. Like, I knew my technique was safe. It's like a baseball player, okay? They're going to strike out. They're going to have some, you know, just some ground outs. But eventually, their technique of their swing is going to forever take them either in a spot to get on base or a home run. That's the same thing as far as football goes. The more you work on it, the better you are. So to say that I was consistently doing technique stuff that wasn't the case all the time it was really making sure that i didn't die on the first day dk meaning passing the conditioning test it meant that that like surviving the first three days of training camp i think you've seen it guys showing the training camp looking like tarzan but their insides are really like somebody that's eating a hot dog eating contest okay (laughs) like the survival rate 
It's insane. So I continuously worked on running. I was short distance bursts. I was always trying to make sure my explosion was correct. And that's mm-hmm. what you're going to see from guys, too. I had somebody tell me one time, it was like, well, don't, well, it was Coach Tomlin. He was like, don't spend your whole entire time as a receiver just trying to uh, do some footwork drills. He was like, what do, what do we pay you to do? Catching the ball. Catch I need football, jugs. Yeah. Jugs I machine. need footwork. Re- refine your route. You know what Go I'm saying? follow so, AB. Yeah, whatever AB is doing, you do. <laughs> You do is, I, I fully expected that you would answer something related to cardio because for what when when you, people hear conditioning drill, uh, I think to the layperson that sounds ooh really sophisticated. Now the Steelers conditioning drill is this: this is one end zone, this is the other end zone. Yeah, run to the fifty and back. Run all the way to the other end zone and back. <laughs> conditioning drill. <laughs> Okay, (laughs) you can't be getting into shape there. It will be exposed right on the very first thing that's done at training camp. Yeah. And and the reason I bring that up so much is one coach Tomlin just he drives that home. DK, you know it. When we break from camp and he does his exit interviews and stuff, he mentions conditioning precedes anything else. The first day we show up, show up to OTAs, he says that, too. And the last day that we leave for summer break, he says that also. And that's because, like you said, you mentioned our condition test. It's a 100 down with your group. And I think the DBs may have about. 12, 13 seconds. Uh, middle skill have up to 17, and big skill has 21 seconds. But the what thing was is, Ben's? What was Ben? Ben, <laughs> ben, ben was running with the linebackers. Ben, ben found his own group of his own choosing, and he ran with those guys. But he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it with the offensive linemen, though, because no. he didn't want to. He didn't want to make it look too bad. So, no. like, let's see what I can do here. Oh yeah, look, here's the inside linebackers. I'm going to do this one. This is okay. No, that's that's where he was with the linebackers because let him tell it. He's got the longest touchdown in Miami, Ohio history or something he does. like that. You he does. Yeah, but conditioning is what I would be doing this time of year. He does. Ben's not going to be at training camp. Every single step along the way is just going to be so. I know. What are we going to do? I know. When we come back, Moan, we're going to talk about Chuck Noel Field. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. We're going to talk a little about Chuck Noll Field. For anybody who doesn't know, and again, if you haven't been to Latrobe, now that the, the the world is no longer ending and we can partake in such activities, get out there. I'm not saying this to try to sell anything. The Steelers don't charge tickets for it or anything no. like that anyway, okay? It's just a wonderful family experience all around. Moan, as you practice out there, yeah. There's a big difference, I would think, between having 5,000, 6,000 people at a practice or 70,000 people at a game or practicing on the south side. Mm-hmm. Like, there is something about a fishbowl practice, isn't there? About knowing, especially those fans are such diehards. You know they're paying attention to everything. That's the thing about practicing in front of the crowd every day. Like when, you know, I kind of mentioned like you got to get more mentally prepared than physically prepared. Also, the condition aspect, I think, is number one. But the mental side of training camp, the way the Steelers do it, the way they operate as far as like you said, you don't have to buy tickets. 
You don't have to pay for parking. You don't have to do anything but bring your 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 cooler if they still allow that. Uh, a sun cover, whether you got a tent or whether you got an umbrella, or you can sit up on the hill of Chuck Noel Field also and just bring your whole entire family and watch every single drill and how we operate. DK, as a fan. I can't wait to go back and then just embrace that. Watch it. Watch those dudes run down the field and sweating and cutting on the ground. Danny Smith chewing a a baseball size of of chewing gum because you can see everything that, that we do. And as a player, though, it's exciting in the beginning. But then you realize if I have a bad day, there are bloggers outside. There are guys like you, DK, that are outside. Kevin Colbert, when he was up top, now Omar Khan would be watching you. Every single one of the scouts that are afforded to be in town will be there. Everything that you're doing is evaluated by not only the staff, not only the coaches, the front office, but the fans. I watched, of course, a bunch of guys, and I'm sure you saw it too, DK, before I got to Pittsburgh, kind of grow their legend as far as their, uh, as far as them being a, a player on the Steelers just by what they did in camp. The rumblings, oh, this guy's having a good camp. Or yeah. watching A B pander to the crowd or Ben drop well, a ball a, in the corner. Like yeah, that, it's that's pressure. Fun. That's fun to the whole uh, you, I, I'm glad you mentioned A B because A B every after everything A B would do, <laughs> he'd he'd look over to the crowd and go, like, love me. Love me. Love me. <laughs> you know? Love me, everybody. I'm here. I exist. Yeah. Love me. And he he was he's not alone. Uh, players no, interact no. so much. Will Gay hands out there. Oh yeah, uh, yep. but I'm talking about just now. Even after after the session is done, yeah, uh, or or you know when everybody would come down that you know that's that snake, the ramp, the ramp yeah. coming down to the field, and the fans would line it to either side of the ropes. Um, there's a connection that's formed in Latrobe that isn't and can't be formed no. anywhere else. Not at Heinz Field. Certainly not on the south side. You know where everything is completely yeah. locked down, and I, I, I don't know that I've ever asked you what that's like as a player because it's one thing to hear, uh, oh, the Steelers get fantastic ratings; they're one of the yeah. most popular teams in the country, and they have X number of followers and on Twitter and whatever else. Here, it's another thing; it has to be another thing to have it right in your face as you're walking down that ramp and everybody's going. Ramon, 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 or the little kids go, Mr. Foster, Mr. Foster. Yeah. And all they see is the 73, and the, but yeah. they know it's you and they recognize you. Dude, that has to feel special, doesn't it? It does. And and I never took it for granted either, DK, because like you said, to go out to Latrobe, okay, like it's, I don't want to say it's in the middle of nowhere, but you're, you're like quite a ways away from a big time airport is what I'm saying. And just to have people come out there and spend their day with you, that's why I always at least, you know, made it a point to give somebody a high five, stop, take a picture when asked, uh, because I feel like you're getting the purest of the fan base when or people that finally have that opportunity to come see you, man. And it does mean a whole lot. I, I'll continually say the fan base of the Pittsburgh Steelers is by far one of the best in the entire world simply because of that. And that's the thing, too, DK. You mentioned the jerseys. You know, not having your name on the back. They just simply know your number and know who you are because of that. And you got to admit, it's 90 people in camp. 
I've seen people scream players' names that I, I I'm be honest with you, DK. <laughs> I didn't really know the entire names at time, okay? That's and you're right. probably like, Ramon, you're the teammates. Yeah, but <laughs> there's a lot of guys that come in and out of that room, and you never know who's gonna make the team. But I'll say this: I've signed balls of players. Uh, I've signed balls of, of of people who showed up to training camp that had names from like the '80s, that had names from like the early '90s. I'm trying to sign around a guy that had my number in 1986, and I'm like, I don't even want to disrespect your ball because of that, you know. And not only just that, but the Friday Night Lights at uh at the high school too that we have. Like the respect and tradition. Uh, of yeah, what Latrobe I should have mentioned is, that as well. That that happens. Oh by gosh. the way, for anybody who doesn't know, that happens over at Greater Latrobe High School, which is yeah. not at all the St. Vincent campus. Uh, it does look like something out of an HBO special. Yeah, when it happens, because it's a game type setting. The coaches and the head coach very much treat it like that. I'm just picturing the little kid right now uh, standing against the rope, going, "Mr. Fulamatu Maafala, Mr. Fulamatu Maafala." When we come back, it's the Hey Moan segment. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. It's time for the only segment that matters. That would be the Hey Moan segment, and today's comes from Tim, who asks, Hey, Moan, how much does a guy coming in from another team end up sharing insights on their scheme? For instance, Josh Dobbs getting picked up by the Browns and the Steelers getting Larry Ogunjobi. Tim doesn't ask this, but I'm going to. How about those guys that get picked up on game week? That's the ones I want to know about. You know who the Baltimore is always taking somebody off your special teams? You know? Uh, Yes. Off your practice squad? It is. Very fascinating question, man. Let's just say the free agents that get signed in the offseason and stuff uh, from teams that you play often. Larry Ogunjobi is a guy. I'll be honest with you. There is not much you can kind of tell a player that they don't already know that the coaches hadn't already informed them of, or they hadn't seen on film. So there isn't a lot that's out there. Like the game itself is very simple. DK, you hear coaches say it all the time. We're going to get simple because why it's been too complex. Well, the, the simplicity of what football plays are and how you operate is pretty much the same as far as players go with their knowledge too. If I can tell a guy is going left or right, I know his feet are a certain way. Then everybody in the league possibly know that like to get some, somebody to tick, maybe you could tell them something, but most of the time guys are so zoned out that it doesn't really gives itself much of a light to really help you in the game. And this is the other part of it too. With, with football, you really got to got, you know, the physical aspect of it puts you in a position to where if you do see something, that's going to help you out. You still got to block the guy. You still got to get in front of the guy. Or you still got to beat him as far as athletically. Um, those in in the week signings, though, DK, those are a little bit more. Um, I think you can get a little bit more detail as far as the approach. I think you get a little bit more detail as far as, well, they were talking about doing this on a certain play. Or I'll say this, too. There are certain teams, man, that practice one or two plays all year long for a specific event to happen. You never know when those players are going to happen. So you can tell them, hey, if you see I'll throw a random uh, a guy out there, a good friend of mine. If you see Robert Golden walk to the line of scrimmage on a punt play, he's probably going to take the ball. Like you can throw that out there, but you're just waiting forever for it to happen. Or I think special team is more or less where those edges come as yeah. opposed to in the game of offensive. Right. That makes scheme. sense. Like I'm thinking of the Joe Hayden uh 
play in in Green Bay that was incorrectly called offside. Where if you yeah. know that, it, okay, when you see Hayden and Minka on this side of the line of scrimmage, da 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 da, whatever, uh, that you can give away stuff like that. What I'm wondering here, and not to speak for Tim here, but I have a feeling this might be what he's getting at. Are these guys comfortable with this? Like, this might be the only reason they're getting a game check that week. Are they comfortable with, you know, you walk into the Ravens practice facility in Owings Mills, Maryland. Yeah. You know they have no intention whatsoever of utilizing your football skills. And you walk in there and you just go, all right, here I am. What do you need? Here, I'll just tell you everything, okay? And then you give me the check at the end of the week and we're all cool. I mean, are are players all right with that? They are. They absolutely are because for you to be on my team, that means somebody cut you. You know, and even if and and for those reasons, I'm trying to win too because if I do help you with one or two nuggets, then I'm a little bit more valuable. But you got to think also the next following week, it's another team, and you're probably on the streets again. So guys don't have an issue with it whatsoever when it comes down to giving out some detail. It's a matter of you understanding, look, this is a game plan. I'm a net. I was a Baltimore Raven. Now I'm on Pittsburgh Steeler. So because of that, I want this team to win. And it's, it's never been an issue where there was, you know, just Intel held back. Guys usually will tell you because they spent a lot of time there. I'll be honest with you guys get a little bitter about being cut too. Yeah, I can see that too. Moan, let's do it again tomorrow. Absolutely, DK. All right.